Yes, uh, thank you, uh, Pastor Ken, for uh, such an awesome introduction. And, uh, oh, excuse me. Yes, my name's uh, Joshua Mara. I, this is my second time to be here. I'm from Africa, uh, typical Africa, and I'm happy to be African. Uh, praise the Lord. Yes, so uh, to begin with, I just want to thank you, all of you through Pastor Ken, who really made sure that uh, that radio is established. We are uh, actually in the final stages. Originally, we thought that we could just have it in a temporal position, but we realized that for security purposes and for good quality, and with those machines, we decided to put up a small building where, you know, we'll be safe because it is going to be 24 hours 7. Uh, and it has a population of maybe a million people because we live pretty close to Tanzania and along Lake Victoria. So our target, my target, because this is my, uh, it was my vision that was birthed in my uh, heart, having been born and brought up in a rural village where uh, many people don't actually concentrate in. Because, uh, you know, when I came to know the Lord, it was through, um, I ran away from home. I literally ran away from home. I tried to kill myself three times in a row, but I was rescued. So I lived with my grandmother for some years. Uh, uh, she was also a widow. And so the Lord brought me out of that position. So I, I have the gospel uh, and the love to reach the people that lives in rural villages, rural community, where there is no running water, no electricity. We have a shallow wells for water, things like that. And uh, I remember when we were growing up, that's another story for another day. We were literally swimming on the lake. So my heart is with those people. And uh, not only that, uh, we sometimes, whenever the, the, the funds become available, we do outreach to the community, feed uh, the orphans and uh, widows. And also I have uh, a, an... Uh, non-informal training program that I do uh, for uh, ministers. I, I, I teach them uh, what I call school of ministry. So I teach that, uh, and this is the, our third year that I'm doing that. Whenever I have the opportunity, I run to the rural village, uh, ministers come, and I teach them some are not able to go to college because of language, one or two, three things, but I try my best to stoop too low to get them up to be where they should so that when they go, they present the gospel. So I thank you very, very much. Thousands of uh, thanksgiving for what you did to us. 
And I hope that when he comes, uh, it will be ready so he will inaugurate it by preaching and uh, by, uh, you know, uh, invoking blessings upon that radio project. We are not yet there, but we are hoping to be there maybe by the September. So God bless you, and I thank you very much. My subject today is going to be about prayer. This is a well-known subject. It is no new, but I just felt in my heart that I should share it with us. I'm not going to preach to you alone. I'm going to preach to myself also because I am right in the middle of it. So it is not you there, me here, telling you what I do best, what you don't do best. No. We want to walk in this thing together so that each and every one of us will see where we are lagging behind. Why is it that uh, maybe we don't see what we should be seeing as Christians? And why is it that prayer is very necessary? So prayer has been defined by many ways and by many means. But uh, for you and for me to think about it and take another glance, another look, so that we understand there is no way one can be a Christian without knowing how to pray. Because it is, it is what connects our relationship with the Father. And that is why I want us to, rem, uh, to, to revisit again what we call the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. His disciple came unto him and said, Lord, teach us how to pray like John did. I don't know what name the disciples of John were taught how to pray, but according to the Bible, John taught them something that they made a reference to. So the Lord said to them, you know, if uh, my, 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 my subject is going to be keyed on Matthew chapter 6 from verses 9, I will take some few words there and then I will mix it with other scriptural reference so that we get the whole of it. It is so wide that it can take years to teach about the Lord's Prayer. So I will go, I will do it in kind of in summary. But my prayer is somebody is going to get something, even a word that he can take home, she can take home and can be a food or a table that you feed from every day in this journey of faith. So, uh, it reached a time that Jesus said in the same Matthew's Gospel that when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray, not if you pray, which means it is inevitable. You cannot escape it. Even if 
you are a tax offender or you know how to you know evade whatever duty you have as a, a man of the community or as a citizen of a country you can evade some other things but not prayer it is a must in your life sometimes a prayer can be birthed in you spontaneously a spontaneous reaction so it is good you learn it before you reach that emergency time that you say like peter said lord help me that was the shortest prayer in the bible remember when peter uh, when jesus called him to walk on the water he offered that is also a prayer so prayer is in many categories we have prayer as a communication we communicate through prayer and uh, it is like a, uh, another one is uh, uh, relation it's relational 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 and uh, i will concentrate on that leaving other 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 sources or other types of prayer that some people would call intercession and uh, others will uh, uh, call it supplication or any other thing but i will concentrate on uh, uh, relational type of prayer which is very important because in that type of prayer there is no stress there is no tension you talk to your father our father who art in heaven when you speak to your father and you have good relationship with your father you have good relationship with your father or with your parents talking to them may be even through signs through signs through some gestures or body language that is also a prayer for example in mark chapter 2 from verses number 1 but if you go to number 5 you will say you will see the bible says and jesus saw their faith and he saw their faith and he told the young man come out from your bed and go this is totally contradicts what some faith confessors faith whatever trying to say because number one he who was sick was totally paralyzed that he could not speak he had no ability to communicate he had no ability to walk he had no ability even to hug somebody to see that they love them but then he was carried with four people reason why they carried him was to go to where jesus was and because they knew that if we reach that position this man we know his ability we know his ability we know what he can do and perhaps this is now my imagination which is very positive not another doctrine but this is my imagination maybe they had a personal relationship in regards to 
faith statement of Jesus. Because he saw their faith. Now, he who goes to God, according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, he who goes to God must fast, must fast, believe that he is who he say he is. It is like you go to your parents and you know that he has ability to provide for you. Parents or our parents, we have full confidence that your father, uh, sorry for those who did not enjoy uh, to be their fathers. Even me, I didn't enjoy, but I know because it is in my, in, my, in my nature, I also am a parent. I know that your son, your daughter knows that you are the strongest person on earth, that you are a millionaire. Even though you struggle, you are, you are a child. Your child knows that the father, the mother is the best cook on earth. You, you know, a father is the best and the most intelligent person on earth. That is exactly what we know with God. And it is not a lie. So when they approach where Jesus was, and he saw the full confidence that they have, and somewhere along the line, that their hope and their prayer, which is carried in that person who was paralyzed, they carried him like a log, but the action was just like a prayer request. And when he saw their faith, he said to him, rise up. If you live even with a pet, sorry to give such a low example, you live with your pet at home. Sometimes your, your dog can look at you and you know that this dog is praying for something, praying for food. <laughs> praying for food. Even your cat, the way the cat meow looking at you, you just say your prayer is answered. <laughs> it is the same way if we have confidence with God and we go to him. With no doubt in our heart, that is a prayer. You might not know how to yell. You might not know how to froth. You might not know many things. But the confidence and that mutual understanding and relationship that is developed between you and God can let your prayer be answered in an instantaneous. Amen. Amen. So... Being with relationship with God is one of the ways. That is why Jesus told them, Jesus, this prayer, Jesus never prayed it, but he taught his disciples to pray it. Why am I saying so? Because he said that when you pray, even ask your heavenly father to forgive you for as you forgive others. So did Jesus ask forgiveness anywhere? So if he didn't, then it means the elements of forgiveness that is given here tells us that he was telling them because in their horizontal encounters, they meet many challenges almost every day and every minute. I will go there when I'm concluding. But I just want to visit it for you to know that Jesus told them to pray this Prayer. And don't say, 
I only pray if I feel like. I will only pray if it is convenient. I will only pray if I feel sick. But why should I pray if, if my insurance covers everything? Why should I pray and, uh, you know, I, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. No. Prayer, like I'm saying, is tagged on our relationship. We pray to God not because of what he can do to us, but because he's our father. You don't only love your parents because they meet your needs. The love that you have for them, whether they are dead or they are alive, but the love that you have for them tells you that now my mother, my father, or our children, they need my smile. They need my time. They need my... So it is a fellowship. That relationship brings that fellowship. So when we pray, we don't pray necessarily, though our condition can force us. But when, 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 when your prayer is tagged on condition, then you find it very hard to pray. You find it very hard for your answers to be uh, understood or to be received. I will dwell on that parent thing. You have a rebellious child. You have a rebellious somebody in the family. And when he calls you when he's in need. He only calls you. You are not an insurance accident insurance policy carrier that somebody can only call you when they are in need or when they are in accident. No. It is a relationship that will make you to enjoy the benefits that is why this prayer is begun with honoring the Father. Our Father who art in heaven, allowed be in thy name. Thy kingdom come. So the kingdom of God, like we know, we have the kingdom of heaven, we have the kingdom of, 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 of God. So the, these two words are intertwined and they are used interchangeably somehow. But one may represent the businesses that God has for us as his people on earth. Yes, how he conducts it. And another one means the, 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 the physical thing, the government of God on earth. How God operates, how he acts things, how, you know, things like that, how he provides. So the, let your kingdom come. And let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My imagination, which is not wide, let, take, take me to a place where I would ask, yes, are what we are doing depicts the picture in heaven? If we are doing what we do in the name of Jesus, we, me included, how I think, how I behave, how, you know, how I commune, how I relate with others. Does it depict what is in heaven, which I don't see, but we are told that we let the, the kingdom come and they will be done on earth as it is on heaven. 
Whatever we do should be a replica, should give a total picture of what happens in heaven. In heaven, there is much, in fact, there is, I don't know what they eat because the Bible says there is full joy, no electricity bills, no nothing. It is that way. And we are not yet there, even in our social encounter. But, and we pray for our food. We pray for supply every day. Give us our daily bread. And uh, yes, lead us not into temptation. This prayer is very important. This prayer is so, I mean, it is so toxic to the kingdom of the devil. Because you are not allowed, you are not allowed. What Jesus was telling these people, don't go to where you should not be and you find yourself into that problem and then you begin to cry for help. There is where you cannot go. Yes, there is no where you cannot go. You are, you are, you are, you are association. You should not be in a place where you shouldn't be. Are we together in this? You should not be in a place where, uh, where is that place, Mr. Preacher? I don't know. But you know that the Bible tells us that we, there are places where we should not be when we are Christians. Yes. When you stop there, you can pick something there, you can go and help somebody there, but it is not a place of your social status. So lead us not into temptation. There are places where, when you go to those places, actually I'm telling you the truth, you will find yourself sinning. You will find yourself sinning. You cannot tell me that you can be with a woman that you are not, is not married with you in the same room, and then you say, I'm praying there, and you're praying there, uh, day one, day two, day three. No, that is a place of temptation. I'm just giving you an example. That is a place of temptation. Maybe the Lord favored you. You know, you, you stopped doing something that is... Which, which you, to you, it was not good. You stopped doing it. The Lord helped you. You, you know, you used to be on dope. The Lord helped you. You, you are no longer doing it. Praise Lord, the Lord. But then you cannot again go and uh, begin to play with those things. You will be trapped again. And this last one will be so catastrophic than the last one. So you need to be careful. The Bible, so this is covered in your prayer. Lead me not into temptation. If you argue so much with your spouse, you always you catch an argument very fast. Try to identify those areas where is a black spot in your communication. When you see that one of you is leading towards that direction, shut up. Because you will be tempted. At the end, you will be swearing. You will be cursing. You will be doing things that you should not do. So the best thing is, shut up. Or <laughs> you go to your bedroom. If you want to cry, cry. Then it's going to be over. 
Yes. Lead us not into temptation. Yes. Forgive us as we forgive our debtors. People owe us so much. People owe us so much. Even our parents, they owe us so much than what we owe them. Now, this is the crux of the matter. Many people say, you know, I, I can't take that responsibility of asking somebody to forgive me. Because it is them who offended me, not me. So the best thing is to do one or two, three things. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our others. Here debts mean so many things. They owe you an apology and you owe them an apology. Relationship requires that sometimes, sometimes withdrawal is necessary. Sometimes making two steps ahead is, is necessary. So it is both ways. This is what really helped me in my prayer to be vibrant, uh, uh, to be a vibrant Christian, to be a preacher who preaches what he knows, because I grew up in anger and resentment, tried to commit suicide. I was dejected. I was rejected. I was depressed. I name it any other thing. In fact, even cognitively, I was about to run haywire to go. But then the Lord spoke to my heart that this kind of spirit, you are going nowhere with it. Brethren, this, all this covers our relationship. So when the Bible says that uh, give us our debt, like I've had your program, going to the community, giving back to the community. Let somebody that has never been hugged feel your hug. You do it for God. Just imagine, just imagine something here. You have a child who is physically challenged. But somebody along the line takes interest in this boy or in this girl, or even if he's a teacher. He just likes that boy. You will automatically be drawn to this person because he likes your boy or your girl that people don't like. That is exactly what happens when we love for God. When God and the entire heaven host look at you and see that you love for him, his people, that you have a desire to love for God. He will be pleased with you because you have given your hand, your hand for God, your hand. God is using your hand to shake somebody's hand. God is using your hand or you are, you are, you are, you are, you are uh, 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 hugging to hug somebody that people doesn't care about. Like today we met a, 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 a drunkard, a young boy. I saw how compassionate the pastor was, very concerned. We made a U-turn. We found him drunk with the big bottle of Gilbey. And, and maybe that was his girlfriend at a, a distance. Maybe they disagreed. 
But that man was so, he was in a pathetic condition. When such soul receive care from us as people of God, that is an answered prayer. That is an answered prayer. That is another way going to community to sow love is also another type of prayer for the church. Yes, because we tell them about Jesus. How? John 3.16. Very, very, very simple. John 3.16. John 3.16, it was not there, but it just came into my mind to say it. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe should not perish. God loved what? But you answer me back. God loved what? The world. He loved the world. So he who loved the world before you love it is God. He who reached those people. So he just wants you to fulfill whatever is in the Bible. So if God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, we are going to explain to them, this is how I preach it. This is how I do it. That uh, in the world, don't love things that does not love you. You know, I don't condemn what they are doing in the world, but I simply want to unveil to them that don't love things that doesn't love you. Even if you drink or you fornicate, at the end, it is you who said tears of disappointment. So don't love things that doesn't love you. Love God whose love will never intoxicate you. There is no overdose with the love of God. Amen. So this prayer... When prayed, yes, when you take time to pray, let me tell you, even if you lack words to say, just kneel down or any other time and say, Lord, you taught us to pray like this. Be so simple. Our Father who art in heaven, Lord be in thy name. Just make a, recite it because any biblical reference that you recite, God is after his word. He will use it as you grow. He will give you what to say. Amen. May God bless you. Can we stand up for a word of prayer? <laughs> Hallelujah. My heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you this time. Thank you because of your word. Thank you because you've taught us very much in these simple words that you have spoken to us. That we don't need to be repetitious to be redundant in our words that we uh, declare to you. But if we come at eh, a time of fellowship like this, we should have decency and order and words that we need to say, the exact words, because we enjoy our relationship with you. I pray for somebody that feel in his heart that uh, their relationship with God is at a distance. They don't feel anything. They don't feel loved. They don't feel rejected. They feel whatever they feel. Yes, and they have a lot of pain. They are walking in wounds. They are bleeding from within. 
Lord, I pray that you meet such a person at this particular moment and touch their spirit. Touch them, Almighty, and restore them. Restore family here. Restore family there. Give them that hope, that faith, so that they can enjoy what the Bible says that belongs to them. For this prayer, I pray as I declare that this is your word and I've presented it, so accept it in Jesus' name I pray and always say amen.